hit. And it has been absolutely devastating for them. So I'm very surprised that now that we're in the second wave, and now there are all these new measures and a curfew that the city, the province, and the federal are not doing enough to help. We need more help for the indigenous community as well as the homeless community. So imagine if you have to be outside all night long and everyone disappeared, what would you do? They have been doing this every single day since COVID hit. And right now there are less services for them. So the organizations are doing over and above to help the people on the streets. And there are lots of solutions, right? If you open the Royal Vic and brought in the army or brought in the Red Cross, you would have people to welcome the homeless population and treat them in a good way. And I'm really hoping that you know, the city and the, the province are going to do better because when y'all are in bed tonight and you're all cozy, they're going to still be walking around the streets and it's enough. It's really, it's, it's, it's too much. Every time I see someone who's homeless, I have a conversation with them. Sometimes I offer them some food and their eyes just light up. They are so happy to be acknowledged. But what society is doing is completely ignoring them in their time of need, you know? And as settlers here in Djage, we kind of expect that you're gonna do a little bit better. So I'm gonna honor the three minutes uh, time uh, that I have here. I'm gonna put some tobacco down for the people that are on the streets tonight. And I hope that they're going to be safe and I hope that the city does more. The mayor could declare a, uh, an emergency for the uh, homeless population. She can, she can declare a state of emergency for the homeless population. She did it in March. We could have so many more resources available. We can have the army come and pitch tents or the Red Cross pitch tents and have it warm and have their personnel come and help the people that have addiction issues and give small bits of alcohol. There are so many solutions that are just, you know, at arm's length, and yet nothing's being done. And the organizations, we will pick up, we'll help them in the mornings when we open our doors to them, but it's time now for, for, better, for better efforts. So I'm gonna put this tobacco down. Thank you. Good morning, you are listening to The F-Files on CKUT 90.3 FM. This is your host, Jules the Ghoul. We just heard an audio clip of Nakuset uh, from the Native Women's Shelter of Montreal speaking on January 10th. 2021. The press conference, which was held at Emily Gamlen, um, was organized by the Native Women's Shelter, Solidarity Across Borders, Racial Justice Collective, Meals for Mountain Park, the Immigrant Worker Center, POPIR Housing Committee, Resilience Montreal, 
des centres des femmes, Quebec Women's Centers and Rezo, R-E-Z-O, and they came together just before curfew to hold a press conference to denounce this imposed curfew that will most severely affect vulnerable and marginalized population without any demonstration of this curfew's measures effectiveness. These organizations that work with what are considered at-risk populations are aware of the magnitude of this crisis that they encounter every day and know how urgent it is to act. However, they criticize the use of these repressive measures to fight this pandemic and instead demand that solidarity measures be put into place to protect, protect communities that are most affected. So following the press conference, uh, I was able to have a short telephone conversation with Sophie from the organization Meals for Milton Park. Uh, and I'm going to play that for you now. So my name is Sophie Hart. I'm a 21-year-old student at McGill in my fourth year studying art history, sociology, and Indigenous studies. Um, this past year, in October of 2020, I created the organization Meals for Milton Park, which is a organization to stand in solidarity and support our unhoused neighbors in the Milton Park area of Montreal, which is um, between like downtown and Plateau, which is inhabited by many students from McGill, as well as professionals um, and families, as well as a large unhoused population. Um, there are many um, Inuit people living unhoused in our neighborhood, um, specifically at the corner of Milton Park. Um, so our main goal was to work to build community between the existing community members and the unhoused population as a lot of the services have been reduced um, since COVID started. A lot of um, shelters have had to reduce their numbers and services have been kind of um, experiencing a lot of regulations on them, which um, inhibits them from helping the same amount of number of people they used to support. So we have been trying to fill some of the gaps that we can fill um, with meals and um, hygiene care packages, moral support. Um, we've also done a lot of drives for winter clothing and um, winter appropriate accessories like hats, mittens, and scarves. So basically we're just mostly a student-run organization to participate in mutual aid with supporting our unhoused neighbors. Excellent. Uh, thank you for the description. That's uh, So if I understand correctly, this is an initiative that has um, been started during this pandemic. Yeah, so um, it started in October because I was in Toronto for um, most of my quarantine from April until um, August. And then um, 
I actually got COVID myself, so I was sick for a little bit. Um, but once I was feeling better, I really noticed how much more people there were um, living unhoused than usual and the kind of state that they were existing in, which was um, unfortunately worse than usual. So um, it kind of was a response to the pandemic and how services for the unhoused have been really um, hit hard by the regulations of the government um, for obvious reasons, but also at the same time, it was a need for more services and organizations to be created in order to make sure everyone's needs got met. Oh, so you saw a need in your neighborhood and took action. Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's excellent. And how have you managed to um, get people engaged? How have you been able to get the resources that you, you need to distribute? Mm -hmm. So um, we have a large social media presence, which has been really um, beneficial for us, especially because that's how a lot of younger people communicate and get their um, information is through social media. So we kind of use that to our advantage in order to be able to get the word out about what we were trying to um, work towards and to see if other people were interested in helping out as well. Um, there's been a really extreme positive um, kind of um, response to the work we've been doing. We have over 250 volunteers now um, and it's been a really kind of um, positive experience of community building between McGill students and um, the community outside of the McGill bubble, which we call it, um, where it's kind of hard for McGill students to participate in the community um, that's not associated with the university, that's kind of more Montreal-based. So it's been um, interesting to kind of work against um, that. But yeah, it's mostly through social media. We, we're all, um, um, we're funded through donations. So all of our actions we're able to do is solely based on people who are sharing their own um, money and time and their resources with us so yeah it's been um a really great experience to just see how um communities can respond to situations going on in their communities themselves um and how it can kind of work seamlessly if a lot of people have the same intentions in order to support the people in their area Absolutely. And the Instagram handle is Meals for, for Milton Park. Yeah. Yeah. With, with the sea. The park <laughs> of the sea. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so please, listeners, check that out. And then I wanted to uh, ask you about the press conference, which was held yesterday just before curfew. Mm -hmm. um, for just health me measures. Uh, for our houseless neighbors. Um, can you tell me uh, what happened at the press conference? Yesterday, we have already listened to uh, a clip 
already of Napisat from the Native Women's Shelter uh, speaking at the press conference. Uh, can you paint uh, or give us a little bit of context? Mm -hmm. So, um, the press conference was kind of a way to get the media to share the um, knowledge that's already known amongst advocates and activists supporting the unhoused community. And um, it's kind of difficult to sometimes get the information across to as many people as possible without having um, bias and um, personal opinions affecting the information. But from the press conference, it was a way for advocates um, working with unhoused communities and um, marginalized peoples in order to share directly with the press. And yeah, it was an extremely informational, fact-based um, conversation. And I think it was a great way to get uh, information from so many different uh, different groups supporting different types of peoples because it wasn't just for the unhoused community even though the unhoused community is being affected um, obviously and targeted by this curfew but it was also to support undocumented people uh, women who are in abusive relationships people living um, below the poverty line because this curfew obviously is affecting so many different types of people and different people, people living different types of experiences that in order to have kind of the full story of how this curfew will negatively affect so many different type of people, types of people living in Montreal, it was super important for the organizers, which they did a really amazing job at, to connect so many different types of organizations who all have the same goal, which is to support people um, who are suffering and struggling from ongoing criminalization by the government and by the police force for an unjust curfew, which violates our charter rights as Canadians. Is there uh, anything else that you would like people to know um, about Meals from Mar Milton Park, about um, how they can get involved, how they can help, um, any actions that we can participate in um, virtually? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. I think that one thing that I really want to get across to people who um, might be listening to this is that there is a very extreme outbreak in the unhoused population right now. There's been more than 90 cases um, since the holidays of unhoused people testing positive for COVID. And um, there was only around 20 cases from March to December 
So it's an extreme surge because people are all now being forced into um, shelters and many shelters before this outbreak were not um, were not expected to were not expected and were not able to follow the restrictions for social distancing because of how overpopulated and overcrowded shelters have been historically and are still in today's day even in COVID. So um, I kind of just want people to understand how drastic the situation is and how why activists are calling for Francois Legault and um, Valerie Plant to call in the army and to call in the Red Cross and to open the rest of Royal Vic because this situation isn't going to end in two weeks. It's going to be an ongoing um, situation as COVID is going to affect us for another year at this point. So we need to realize that um, the steps that are either going to be taken now or that aren't going to be taken are going to affect um, the entire unhoused population for the rest of winter as people are needed to be inside for the curfew and for the weather, um, being that it's then in the negative degrees every night. Um, yeah, it's, it's really important that we are supporting organizations as they're asking for um, donations or if they're asking for resources or volunteers. We kind of need to stand up and stand together in solidarity with our unhoused community members because they are the ones being um, criminalized by this curfew. And um, it's, I think that the way that unhoused people have been treated since March um, has been a humanitarian crisis in Canada. And the current system we have for aiding um, unhoused people either into permanent housing or in the shelter system isn't working. And the system is being called the homeless industrial complex, which means that people are not able to leave the streets. And it's an ongoing system where people aren't able to get the services and the support they need in order to be able to live in housing and um, be a member of the community around them. So I think that if people are interested in learning about how to support unhoused peoples, they can look into housing first um, strategies, which I think is the next step for Montreal if we really do want to do something to support our unhoused neighbors. We need to focus on permanent housing and we need to focus on supporting and standing in solidarity with unhoused members as they want to be supported instead of creating services for people that they don't want to use um, and that aren't going to be used because when these services aren't used, it just is used against unhoused people because they're saying that the services aren't um, being 
used, even though they were created, so money gets taken away. But really, the issue in the first place was that these services are being created without unhoused people's suggestions in the first place or even their best interests at heart. So um, if people want to check out the work that we are doing at Milton Park, um, we are available on almost every social media. Specifically, our Instagram is Meals from Milton Park. Um, and donations can be made by e-transfer to Meals for Milton Park with a C at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. Um, but for you, Julia, I can send you um, a list of all the other organizations that were um, at the press conference as well, if you want to include those so people can have a kind of more, um, a better idea of the other organizations that are working together to support um, other types of marginalized peoples being affected by the curfew. That would be excellent. Yeah, I, ha I have in front of me actually the graphic um, with the kind of press release oh, yes, for, yes. The, for the press conference. So would it be the Native Women's Shelter, Solidarity Across Borders, Racial Justice Collective, Meals from Milton Park, Resilience Montreal, Immigrant Workers Center, POPIR Housing Committee, LR des Centres Femmes, Quebec Women's Center, and Rezo, R-E-Z-O. Yeah, so all, those are all the other organizations that were present at the press conference um, because it's also important to um, recognize that this curfew is affecting so many more people than just the unhoused population, even though they are being extremely um, affected by this curfew, but it goes beyond even just the unhoused population to recognize how this curfew is going to put a lot more people in danger of being targeted, harassed, and fined by the police, which a lot of people in the first place aren't even able to pay these fines. Um, so, yeah. Wow, thank you so much, Sophie. Um, for all of this information and uh, for the work that you're doing and taking the time to speak with me and I'll definitely follow up. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. Have a nice night. <laughs>